got stuff at the house, don't we? Eventually ascending to Stanford University, 
Dr. Stanley was famous for his work in psychometrics, or the science of measuring mental capabilities and processes. He modeled what would become the Johns Hopkins Center for Talented Youth from a pre-existing study. The genetic studies of genius series, which meant to measure the effects of short and long-term rigorous academic studies by following the Where is she going with this? YouTube accounts can be deleted if no longer commercially viable. Do you hear this? YouTube accounts can be deleted if no longer commercially viable. But some people aren't even being paid. So how are they doing that? Jeff Rothschild. Consumer and smart home products, but they are 
are also in the consortium that assembles all of the nuclear bombs in the United States arsenal. Jim Breyer is yet another Stanford alumni in this video. And since investing in Facebook, he's been pretty busy. He is a member on the Council of Foreign Relations, Legendary Entertainment, Circle Financial, and 21st Century Fox. He's previously served on the board of Walmart, Marvel Entertainment, the Walt Disney Company, and Dell Incorporated. Furthermore, Jim Breyer is a founding member of the Stanford Institute for Human Assisted Artificial Intelligence, which launched this year. Oh wait, I'm not finished. Intutel's first CEO, Gilman Louie, who also served on the board of the National Venture Capital Association, served on the board with Jim Breyer, but their connections don't end there. Before Louie was the CEO of Incutel, Jim Breyer had invested in his company, Microprose, a video game publisher and developer. Recently, Louie was presented with the Director's Award by the Director of the Central Intelligence Agency. If we take a step back, it's quite a small but impressive web of connections from academia to Silicon Valley to Hollywood, all the way to Washington, D.C. Part three. They're all on their own. Function an awful lot like government assets. Think about it. They use their platforms to shut down public dissent, collect personal data, condition the public to constant government surveillance, eliminating the expectation of privacy altogether. One moment, our pop stars are wearing meat dresses, and the next moment, they're interviewing outlets for alleged government whistleblowers like WikiLeaks' Julian Assange. And heck, they even run for president of the United States. Sergey Brin didn't have the first or the best search engine. Mark Zuckerberg did not have the first or the best social media platform. Lady Gaga wasn't the first Madonna, nor will she be the last. And Andrew Yang, well... Full disclosure, I've purposely avoided politics in this video, but what all these people have in common is that they all paid the price of admission. And while I'm airing out everyone's dirty laundry, let me be 100% transparent with everyone watching. If I researched all these connections and concluded, even for a fraction of a second, that the aforementioned individuals and government agencies were operating in the sole interest of United States national security for the benefit of the average citizen, then I would not have made this video. Not a chance. From Sergey Brin to Mark Zuckerberg, the Wojcicki family and the Breyers, one thing unites these folks, and here's a hint, it's not their patriotism for the United States. The practice of selecting the best of the best grooming them, and then tapping them to play their role on the world stage is a long-established practice, an echo of something very old, not exclusive to Yale's skull and bones or headhunters who prey on harmless academic programs for talented youth. But it would seem that now, in the age of endless information, the methods of deception are equally as endless, like little landmines for us to stumble over should we keep the wool pulled down over our eyes. I felt like that was helpful because there's people that just don't get it. And so it is now totally documented. This is not about me. This is not about my ego. I don't even care. 
I want you to understand that if someone is being allowed to do this to me, that you, if they're not already doing it, you are next. If you don't stand up and you all take part in this and watch this and be like, oh yeah, it's fine. Oh yeah, we're going to teach her or whatever reason that you're justifying it. Let me tell you, you are signing the consent form for the same thing to be done to you. And there's not, but there's not going to be any safety net to appeal to other people because they're going to be like, oh, well, you let it happen to her. So now we can screw everybody. You better wake it up, America. This is what's going on. That was an email that I had for 20 years and it was in use. And because I told him, I just, I don't even want, I'm not even trying to date anybody. It's not even personal. I just don't want to be bothered unless you're, unless you're, you can really uh, impress me with, you know, that you're a person of integrity. I am so tired of these people that people that just want to use other people. I don't, I don't even want to know anybody like that. I really don't. And imagine somebody, imagine your loved ones trying to get in contact with you over an elder uh, that is ill or, you know, some major thing. And someone just, you know, does that. And there's no, where's, where is the accountability? Everybody is lecturing me on kindness and on just trust Jesus and all this stuff that these people are saying. But where where is Jesus right now? Where is Jesus? Is Would Jesus say that this is okay? Would he say that this is okay? Because no matter how you rationalize it, if Jesus wouldn't say it's okay, then this isn't okay. And you're taking part in it is not okay. And so all of this is so that I cannot do my show. So I don't want to hear zip from anybody's mouth about me working because this is exact. They are actually giving it to me on a platter. They are giving me a home run on a platter because this is exactly what I needed to prove that this is what they did all along. Only back then, I didn't know how to prove it. I didn't know I had a global audience to say, okay, well, they're doing this. Let me show you how they're doing this or what they did. I didn't even, I didn't even know that, you know, we didn't even, we didn't even really have internet like that. But because of what they tried to do, let me tell you, the most high is no joke in terms of, you know, being righteous. So what they're doing that they think is so, I don't know. It's just, it's just sick. Whatever it is that they think that they're doing in real time, in real time, I'm telling you, whenever, whenever bad things happen, the people that are doing the bad things, they're going to be stopped. They're going to be stopped. Or rather, uh, it's going to have the opposite effect that they think that, that it's going to have. Um, they are using CERN 
left and right. People need to wake up and understand that. I don't know how they have figured out how to defy, you know, the rules of time and space where if you change one thing, you know, you have a ripple effect and you change all these other things. Well, they're changing little things left and right on whims, on the whims of unstable people, emotionally unstable people. And that is like truly irresponsible, truly irresponsible. So I just wanted to let you know what it is that they're doing that so that I cannot give you a show. So um, I know that there's going to be people that pretend, oh, no, we don't we didn't hear you say that. And all we see is that you didn't give us a show or you didn't do this or you didn't do that or blah, blah, blah. And they're going to pretend to be stupid. And you can sit there and pretend to be stupid if you want. But I will be document all I can do. And this is what gives me such uh, serenity and peace of mind. Is that I pledge to be doing my job to um, minister in a way, you know, through through truth um, in its in its many in its many lanes, I am going to keep doing what it is that I'm supposed to do, and whether it goes on the ends up on the podcast or not because they do something stupid or whatever it is that they do, I know that you all hear it anyway. You know, you all are hearing it anyway. So it's so stupid. It's like, oh, we're going to hide from her that, that all these people heard it. I know you heard it. Who's dumb enough to not know that you heard it? I know that you heard it. So as long as I did it and y'all heard it one time, you know, what I would suggest is that some people out there tape my show live the whole time so that if they ever try to edit anything, if they try to make something uh, that I record and stop me from uploading or whatever, that you guys have it. And that you can still replay it no matter what they say or no matter what they do. So I would suggest that you do that. You have my permission to do that. Uh, as of now, you have my permission. If it's something um, if it's something important that people need to hear that, um, you know, and I think don't don't discount the twin flame stuff because there are so many. Excuse me, so many entanglements with the past life stuff. And uh, no matter what we think we're doing, it's going to get worked out. So if you truly have faith, then there is no fear. And you stand up and you speak out and you just, you go, excuse me, as far and as hard as you can. That's all you can do in life. The moment you do anything else, you've given up. And um, what's what? There's no life in that. So I just wanted to let you guys know that if you want to protect people and protect yourself, talk about this. Talk about this. That any of these people that are in high places or 
just anybody who's well-connected can just literally do whatever they want to private citizens and they're not going to jail. The FBI is talking about, oh, we don't handle that. I mean, I just, when I heard that, I was just like, are you serious? I think that certain people have infiltrated every part of the government. If you um, have people in your family this Thanksgiving that don't know about the deep state, that uh, got Trump syndrome and they think it's all about, it doesn't matter what Trump does or doesn't do. It really, really doesn't matter. It matters what the people of America do. Because what people don't understand is that whoever the leader is, is only getting the power invested in them by the people. And he would need a mandate by the people to stop the bad guys. So it's the way to disarm these people is to not let them make it about him, his finances, the witch hunt. Guess whose finances count? No matter what happens, Trump's finances are going to be okay. Why? Because he's elite. He's a Jesuit. He'll be all right. But the American people, who is looking out for us? Who's looking out for our finances? That's whose finances we need to be worried about. The bankers, the companies that are doing wrong, the companies like AOL that just decided to let this person do whatever they wanted with my email. I'm going to give them you know what? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt as a company. And I'm going to call. I contacted them once before about something. And they were pretty good about uh, restoring things and doing things. So I'm going to give that company the benefit of the doubt. And I know that um, these people have infiltrated uh, many of these institutions. Um but there's people in denial right now and they're like, oh, well, it's just you or, oh, well, it's just, you know, you're just paranoid. Oh, no, honeys. This is happening all across America. And that means anyone with a personal grievance can do whatever the hell that they want. And that is just like basically lawless. Where the laws are only for laws are only for the poor people. Basically, if you think that these people are going to jail, you are delusional. If you think Jeffrey Epstein went to jail, and if you think he died in jail, you really are not ready to be an adult. If you really believe anything out of the mouth of any of these people on fake news, you're really out of your mind. They are literally making it up. When you go to the doctor, they are making it up. Everything. I mean, I hate to say this, especially in the holidays. It's anti-human being. That's what it is. And it's like we either are going to roll over and just be like, well, what can we do with a finger up our nose? Or we all just are like, who's going to say something? Who's going to do something? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And, you know, really, they've, the way that they have it looking is that Trump's hands are so full with his own persecution that he can't even address. He, he can't, he, he's so busy dealing with them, if it's real, 
with his thing, how in the world is if he can't even stop them, the nonsense with the attacks on himself and his own family, how in the world is he going to be able to say, you know, anything that's going on with American citizens? What is, how can he stop them? The only way he can stop them is if every single American is giving him a mandate to do so. Not because we're butt licking and we just want to, you know, visit the Trump Hotel 85 times. It's not about him. It's we elected you. We need you to get this done. No matter who you are, you're the person in office. We need you to do this. And the people, not only that, we demand it. We have to start demanding things because there's no time, people. There's no time. 2020 is coming. They got a whole lot of stuff planned. And we're just sitting here. And we're competing with each other over stupid stuff. If we don't stand together, it's over. It is totally over. The, uh, what do they call them? The stormtroopers in the galaxy's edge, they would have won. We are dealing with demi-urge entities. I know that that might blow some people's mind. But they have been in other star systems and they have conquered and they messed up Mars. They messed up Mars and they came to Earth and they're doing the same thing that they did on Mars. And the thing is that we people here in the United States, we're not learning from mistakes. We're not learning from even if two, how many ever people died in the Holocaust? How many ever people died or not? We're not learning from the lesson. We're doing the same dumb stuff that the people that were there that were like, no, we're totally rich. Oh, they'll never do it. Uh." And what happened? We have to like take this totally seriously. You see what's going on in China and we got people acting like, oh, well, it's just China. If, if, if there's instability or unfairness or inequality anywhere in the world, there's only a matter of time before it moves like a disease, you know? It's, it's only a matter of time. And so we got to do something while we can. And I forgot the guy. I, I might have taped this. I don't know if they're, you know, I have to tape directly from... Uh, the app now, because these people are stupid, you know, they're not, you know, they're, they're doing all kinds of ridiculous things. But this guy was saying, it's not about any one person. No one person has all the truth. I certainly don't. And I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you that I know that I'm not lying. I, I'm not lying. And I, I have nothing to, I, I have nothing, like literally, I, you know, I'm just telling the truth because, you know, I I need to. That's just who I am. But other than that, a lot of people are putting their faith in a lot of shill channels all the way around. They're all, you know, secret society people. 
And if you see that they got big numbers, if you see that they're wearing the colors, you're just stupid. If you if you believe, you know, they have what do they what do you call that? Where it's like opposition. What do you call that? I can't I can't remember, but it's like basically where, you know, they're telling you what you want to hear. And now they know, you know, as channels like me and podcasters and just people in general try to educate the public on the real history of what has happened. They now know that America has been dumbed down so long that we now have a taste. We have an appetite for learning, for self-discovery, whether it's historical uh, self, knowledge of self, whether it's spiritual, whether it's esoteric, whether it is uh, musical, whether it, whatever it is. Now we're being reminded of our childlike uh, curiosity to learn. And I've, I have been a part of nurturing that, whether you realize it or not, or want to believe that I wanted you to be hungry for that again. And so, but the problem is, now that a lot of people are stimulated and they're like, oh, my brain still works, it's now let's waste people's time leading them down rabbit holes for giving them little drops of information that's, you know, come on kids, uh, and then this, and then this, and, and incrementally it can make you feel, it can give you a feeling of comfort because it's almost like you're, you're getting updated, right? But at a certain point, I forgot who it was. Somebody said this. Oh, my throat is itching. Somebody did say that. They said something else. They said, um, what did they say? Uh, that certain of these shill channels will get on and do a topic for three hours. And it's an interesting topic. But they're literally just wasting your time. Literally just wasting your time. What I'm giving you in three hours... I am jam-packing it, jam-packing it. But what some of these channels are there to do is just to keep you from action, keeping you from saying, okay, now that I know that, what am I supposed to make of that? What am I supposed to do with that? What should my family think and make of that? What do we need to talk about and do together? These a lot of this content is babysitting content. I'm a person that does news. I have to stay on top of all of it from entertainment to uh, bunny rabbits barfing on each other. Whatever it is, I keep my pulse on everything. And I give a balanced perspective of whatever I find interesting or stimulating or inspiring. But still... I have a filter. I do have a filter because I know that, you know, certain people, like I said, they are getting information directly from secret societies. And we've never heard so much of it. So we're like so, so excited. We're like, yeah, we're getting this, getting this. But then you realize that uh, 
a half an hour here, a half an hour there. It's just the mumbling about nothing. And it, you know, you're left with, they've already planned out, depending on where they start with it and how much they cover, what you're supposed to walk away with. Just because you watch something, don't let that program you as to exactly what it is just because they said that. Be very, do your own thinking, people. And that goes anybody that you listen to, me or anybody I have on my show, anybody, anywhere. I don't, I don't know why they're allowing people to. I mean, I, I don't think that they knew that I had the abilities that I have to, to speak to people when they did this. They thought, you know, in their mind, you know, the stereotype, oh, this is just a black girl. She's just a, you know, and oh, this guy said she's a nothing. So we'll just humiliate her and it'll be a good time. And they had no idea that he never knew who I was and that he made it up or that I might have a very righteous reason for what I did. Because nobody has to give you their, their energy for free, their work for free. Nobody, uh, you're, you're entitled to anything from anybody. I mean, there's, there's people that, you know, uh, let's say I love a certain guitarist and I like when he plays souls in church. Does that mean if he stops uploading to the internet, I can uh, now say let's garnish his wages? Let's uh, make sure he can't get emails to get work because he's no longer uploading to the Internet and I'm not getting to hear it. I'm not being entertained because that's basically what they're saying. That if anybody makes any decisions in their lives that any group of people decide, well, no, well, we think this because by our religious beliefs or by our such and such beliefs, uh, he's wrong. What happened to the court of law? What the hell happened to innocent until proven guilty? Where, for, forget the, 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 uh, the public tar and feathering and the emotional toll of that, but very real, very real painful things to, to be able to limit somebody's livelihood or to uh, really defame them. Now, I've been hearing some people talk about, oh, well, you can't, you can't go after people and you can't whatever. No, but that's what you all have done to me. And you didn't see anything wrong with it until I did it back to you. You're full of shit. All of you sat there. And you let it go far and far and far. You didn't even care if my mother was on her deathbed. You still did your freaking bullying. And not one person brought up Jesus then. And this idiot is being very insensitive with my father and whatever's going on with him. And what I already told you happened tonight. And I don't hear anybody talking about, well, you know, Jesus wouldn't like that. No one is saying that. You're still doing it. So don't tell me 
about being mean. Don't tell me that I can't call bullshit on people, that I can't expose them for what they're doing when they're costing me. It's very real. The inconvenience, the pain, the suffering that they're causing me is real. And they're not being punished. They are not being held accountable. So if I have the ability in myself to charge them and to hold them accountable with my words, then I have every right to do so. And unless you're going to do something and you're going to say, well, you know, Y'all need to write what you're doing to her and then, oh, and then, then she can't do it back to you. I had to take the rock and the stick out of these people's hands because if I didn't, they, they don't know how to stop. If I'm not kicking their ass and exposing their hypocrisy, they, they'll, they, they're very, they have they understand subtle magic, and that's what the average public, you need to wake it up. That we are all under a spell. A spell where you look at people and you think they're people. Where you look at someone and you think it's, it's grandma. Oh, grandma. Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah, I just came to visit and I brought to this and this and this. And, this. and then... You look you, you 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 move your contacts around a little bit, you get out your bifocals, and you see that grandma is a wolf. Grandma's a wolf. Okay? And after the plasma event, grandma might her ass might really be a wolf. Okay? Wolf grandma could be coming. Forget teen wolf, wolf grandma. And I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to be funny. They know this stuff already. They're waiting apart. I kept saying, you know, I asked this question the other day. What are they waiting on? What are they waiting on? And as we see in different places, the sky turning purple. No, it's not them in remembrance of Prince. No, that's not what it is. They're waiting for that to come to see the little changes, to see... Oh, oh, here comes the uh, the harassment with the sounds. But anyway, um, they're waiting to see if people grow some extra pointy teeth. They're waiting to see people change. And then they can then they can bring on the adrenochrome. The adrenochrome that these people are addicted to that we don't even know how much of the public is addicted to it. Because they're putting body parts and human fetus, all that stuff, they got it in the foods. And it's not just at McDonald's. So you've eaten it already. I'm like, I'm trying to tell you guys, I'm trying to tell you guys, basically, so many things that we've heard of in the myths and in the folklores and in the stories that I read, uh, that that is the way that they kept the real truth, the grotesque truth of humanity. Um, they kept that truth within the zeitgeist. 
okay, within the cultural, it's, it's in the human information, but it's on a, it's on a diff, a subliminal level. But we need to understand that it is the absolute truth. It is the absolute truth. And they're not just bringing on uh, Taylor Swift in a cat suit uh, because they just want to do movie musicals all of a sudden. And it's weird as hell. We're looking at cats and we're like, this is weird. They got the cat people underground, okay? At some point in the human history, there were cat and dog people and they still exist. They got dinosaurs. They got dragons. That's why it's in the movies. They're telling you about it. When the gamma hits somebody, certain people's behind, they are going to turn green like the Hulk. There's a reason why I wanted, I wanted to go into this show. I think it's going to go into the next segment. This is really perfect. This is exactly what I wanted. We're going we're to take a pause and we're going to be back with Grimm's, uh, Grimm's Fairy Tales and actually the NBC TV show Grimm. Because I see a pattern unfolding. And that pattern is that they usually tell us about something uh, a good 10 years before it happens. So let's say like something like True Blood. It's, it's relevant now more than ever. But the time when it came on, uh, I don't know how many years it's been. But it's kind of like they make sure that it goes off and then people forget about it. But you did see it and it was there. So I'll be going back into that. We might we might do we this might happen over a, a couple of episodes and we still have to finish uh, ready or not. What I wanted to do to be fair uh, is to give you guys a time I introduced it and I think that. Anyone who doesn't think that this is real uh, about uh, the bloodlines of the families uh, don't believe that this is what they're engaged in and this is what they do. I told you, you need to rent, stream, whatever you need to do, ready or not. It's kind of like a more glossier version of, I think, the movie The Hunt that people already forgot about. Um, Everybody needs to see that. See it to the end, and I I gave you bits and pieces of it, just so that you would kind of know. Okay, they're telling us this. Watch it, and then come back, and and we'll we'll go through it. We'll go through that end. I'm giving people enough time to actually go, and see the movie, because the fight that the main girl, the blonde girl who's probably played by several actresses. I think that's a person in a mask. But anyway, um, that character in that movie that plays the bride or whatever, that is the American citizen. That's the American citizen trying to survive these families. Y'all better wake it the hell up. That's the American horror story right there. And, um, you know, at least we'll be entertained by it. Um, because, uh, the Grimm's fairy tales, we've always been entertained by it, 
you know, like we told our kids these gruesome stories about, you know, Hansel and Gretel. And what happened with Hansel and Gretel? They, you know, were wandering in the forest and they they didn't need to be there or whatever their deal was being there. We're gonna I'm gonna be telling some of these stories, okay? And uh, you know, this witch was gonna eat them. There the stories are there because these people have been doing this for hundreds of thousands of years. Hundreds of thousands of years. So I had another thought today that I thought that I would just throw in there and remind you guys, especially the uh, black people. It's interesting. Uh, I had a picture on my phone. I don't know what I did with it. But it was of this uh, black giant woman. She was a giant and she was well-dressed. And um, I don't know this for certain, but she appeared to be of mixed melanated descent. She wasn't so dark that I was like, oh, she's just a moor. And she she looked like she could be a regular black American that is of both sides of that, right? And she was very nicely dressed. She was not poor. And there was a white lady that looked like a seamstress who was significantly shorter than her, helping her, uh, preparing her to take the photograph. And I was like, when the heck did they take this picture? Because now I'm, I'm starting to think it had to be, it had to be before the depression and yet after 1900. So that means the style of dress that she's wearing is relatively modern. I'm not kidding. Like, you can see the outfit that she's wearing. Uh, you, could, you could find that somewhere. That somebody would, we might wear that to church now. And so what I'm saying is that that reset did not happen as long ago as we think. And black people were a lot more sophisticated I mean, when we think of the black people that had sense before, you know, everything that Hollywood has depicted, you know, they got people thinking back to the Egyptian days. Oh, yeah, they were smart back in the Egyptian days, back in Atlantis. No, this woman, this woman is is looking quite intelligent and quite well to do in 1900. And not only that, she's a giant. So that means from everybody's channel that I've been hearing about giants, you kind of get the feeling that these giants were done away with, you know, prior to the 1800s. But that can't possibly be true. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm thinking, this is just, this is just my theory, that Maybe it happened during when they said the Civil War happened. That they killed the giants. And there were white, there were giants of every race. I have another picture of a white man giant with his family. And he looks like a very nice, I'm going to tell you something. All these giants that I've seen in these pictures look very kind they look as intelligent as anybody that is small and they look like they're in their family and it's nothing is unusual and they probably you know lived side by side black and white 
people lived side by side. And it seemed like they were fine. They were fine. Like I said, this white lady was a seamstress working on this well-to-do black lady's dress. And it wasn't nothing. They were getting along just fine. So were the giants totally um, a commonplace thing in, in living amongst us, you know, in like up until even 1920, until the Depression? Is that, you know, when did they either kill, they had to have killed these giants or got rid of them, sent them somewhere, took them someplace. They were here. They were in America. The buildings show it that they were. And uh, I'm going to, I can't, I'm not going to tell you all my topics because these idiots will suddenly inundate YouTube with all the topics, you know, giving their their, uh, excuse me, I forgot what you call that when they retcon version of, uh, oh yeah, we lied about that. And now it's this, uh, they're doing a lot of that. So beware of that. Um, but anyway, yeah, maybe we'll read Jack and the Beanstalk. So I got plenty of like stories and all kinds of stuff that I'm going to be dropping. And what I'm going to do is just, uh, you know, who knows what they're doing and they don't need to know what I'm doing in advance. So I will just upload as I upload. And, uh, you know, you can check back to an episode from today on that you might have thought you heard and um, just scroll down and you might see new stuff added to it um, until it's my until I hit like the three hour mark. I don't want my episodes to be any longer than three hours. So, um, but I'd like to give you enough meat so that if you have a full day and you're traveling, you can put me on for the morning. Uh, they'll be copying my format. I know they copy everything I do. And I say that with humility. That's just the truth. But I give you enough in a day to get you through the day. Um, but you'll have enough and, uh, I'll just keep dropping it. I'll just keep dropping it in there. We'll talk about a little bit of everything uh, don't rule out intuitive talk in terms of what you think I'm going to talk about, you know, cause in the past I've just done a lot of the twin flame stuff, but I do feel like we're coming to the end of the cycles and we're figuring it out. And a lot of people have a clue. A lot of people are like, yeah, okay. I decided already. I've been through enough hell with this person. I learned some lessons. They learned some lessons, whatever. Why are we going to go back and do this again? How is this going to benefit us? You know, so that really has been brought to a wrap. So still, the reason I call it intuitive talk radio is I got intuitive talk about a whole lot of things. So it could encompass a lot of stuff. So if you see intuitive, if you see intuitive chill or intuitive talk, uh, just give it a shot and look at the different uh, topics. Sometimes, uh, depending on how stupid he is, uh, I won't always be able to uh, label or edit it immediately. But it's there for you and I refine it uh, as I have time and that's just what it is. And the reason that's what it is, is because 
they are making it that way and they are obstructing. So like I said, I don't want to hear from anybody. Oh, work hard. Oh, do this. Oh, you got to be active. Oh, 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 oh. And yet they don't, they don't see what these people are doing. Okay. Well, you better see what they're doing because I'm tired and my throat hurts. We'll be back in just a few with uh, uh, the grim stuff. Oh, yeah. Just don't get it. They really believe everything they're seeing. Let's hear about the Hong Kong protests. Hi, we're sitting here today with Professor Joseph Cheng in Hong Kong, former uni- university professor of political science at City University Hong Kong, and also a member of uh, Civic Party, which is a pro-democratic uh, party. What we're going to do today is basically talk about uh, the protests in Hong Kong, uh, the genesis of, of these protests and probably step back a bit and look at the roots and the causes of what has led to the current state of affairs. Good, that's great. Let's Kong get enjoyed it. a per capita GDP of uh, 48,000 US dollars last year. But behind this superficial uh, prosperity, the gap between the rich and poor is very substantial. Mm. The Gini coefficient measured uh, 0.5 in the last bi-census in 2016. A vast majority of Hong Kong people actually feel that their real incomes have been falling since 1997. For the young people especially, they certainly feel that there has been a decline in upward social mobility opportunities, limited job prospects for them, and uh, they also feel almost hopeless in acquiring their own accommodation. So let me go back a bit. They can't find no housing. There's inequality. Bottom decile. And there's no opportunity in it at their wit's end, basically. Of income uh, income earners. The minimum wage adjusted for inflation is about $3.50 or around about Oh my God. Um, Your savings rate is 26%, but does that reflect the true nature? What are they saying? Yes. You look at the young graduates, young university graduates, who now form the backbone of the uh, uh, protesters in the recent weeks. In the past 10 years and more, their starting median salary uh, has been around 11,000, 12,000 Hong Kong dollars, about uh, uh, 15,500 US dollars. But this is not the real issue. The real issue is that, as they see it, it is extremely difficult for their salaries to break the, say, 30,000 Hong Kong dollars monthly point, despite the fact that they may gradually have worked, have been working for 10, 20 years and even more. And, And this also means that they cannot hope to have their own accommodation. Right. So you mean housing, <laughs> accommodation? Put a fancy word on it. Much sought after by ordinary people and and young people. However, because the government is not expanding because of the population yeah. trends, because we have a rather mature economy, so it is looking for accommodation. That's, no oh, I'm not laughing. I'm just saying. Oh my God! To get ten new jobs within the civil service. Uh, it is considered 
rather fortunate if you get if you can become uh, an executive officer and so on, uh, and you may have to uh, work on a contract basis at least for three for two contracts at uh, three years each before you can be considered for a tenure position. And once expectations have gone down, so now you may have quite a number of uh, universities. So while you're working for free, how who's how are you eating? To the graduates taking up clerical positions within the civil service, right. front line policemen positions in the uh, oh, disciplinary God. forces and so on, instead of aiming at officers in the civil service or police inspectors in the dis in oh the my God. in February when it was first introduced. And they got or robots. Is it a little bit further out, further back? Certainly, uh, there are deep-seated issues. Today, as the Kerry Lam administration has indicated, uh, the issue, the, the, the basic nature of the crisis has changed in the sense that people are no longer talking about the controversial piece of legislation yes. which triggered the, the crisis. People, in fact, are asking, why is the government not supporting, not considering our basic interests. And they, they certainly care. compare Hong Kong with, say, Singapore, with Macau. And, and Hong Kong, in fact, has been falling behind Singapore. And I think everyone's thinking that these governments are for the people, by the people. And I think that we're waking up, that it might be a different story that's been that way all along. Macau, uh, and this is quite disappointing. <laughs> to Hong Kong people, um, oh, no. of the people lifestyles, of the values that they cherish, especially the rule of law. But in subsequent years, they see that even this basic demand has not been able to, to be maintained. Right. Uh, and they see this uh, extradition bill introduced in the beginning of this year as a threat to what they value. And what they feared. So let me, and now let's go back to what the current situation is. I'm sorry, this guy is nature, so chill about it. Traditional pro-democracy movement leaders do not support uh, violent protest activities. Right. They still uh, subscribe to the basic principle of non-violent political struggles. However, many of the young protesters believe that this is not enough, that further pressure has to be exerted on the government. And herein lies a basic difference between the older generation, the mainstream pro-democracy groups, and the younger generation of protesters. However, uh, it has been well demonstrated huh? by now that the, all these protests are organized or coordinated by messages on the internet, and there has been no, uh, and these protesters have made it plain that they want no leadership, they want no formal organizations, and they would behave like water, uh, be water, and uh, they believe that this mode of operation probably suits them best. Right. Uh, Beijing has called oh it the God. color revolution in an effort to throw, which is, which, um, could you comment on that? Is that the right label? 
this probably is not the right label uh, because for the vast, vast majority of Hong Kong people and even the young protesters, they do not desire the overflow of the Chinese Communist regime in Beijing, nor the Hong Kong government in Hong Kong. I don't know why they stopped running. They were supposed to be eating so good and losing That's weight and all that girl. kids. Oh, oh, that one you saw? I mean, she's, she's stocking. Oh, listen. Is that what you do? Daddy, you change modes. You like no, stick that football up and let your love shine. <laughs> oh, my team lost. <laughs> That's as nice as you get at this point. I'm hoping I'm gonna get back and see the underdogs win this second game. Who's the underdogs? Huh? Who are the underdogs? Anybody playing the Patriots? Oh, anybody? Anybody playing the Patriots? I want them motherfuckers out of there. And then I gotta call Gary, his team is playing tonight. Mm. They, they gonna have a chance. They're playing real good. As soon as you think they're playing real good, they ain't nobody in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they just want democratization. Uh, they want uh, their right to, to protest. And uh, <laughs> they want you may the, say I think that, they like, want more than the right to protest, honey. Most recent They want some rights not to work their asses off and, and have nothing to show for it. I think that's what they're protesting. Here we go in. Court rules mortgages to vanish. ITM. There are some new concerns and some new really interesting developments around home mortgages that I think you're going to be pretty shocked to hear. And could absolutely change everything in real estate. What? I'll show you my findings and a lot more. Get into it now. The affordability factor for these homes is also out of control. It's way beyond anything that people, that most the average person can afford, which means that they move or they downgrade and that hurts income for the municipalities, the states that are issuing these bonds. You know, incomes have not kept pace with the increase in real estate um, and housing and cities count on that and states count on that to generate their income. In fact, you know who recently counted on it a lot? Washington, D.C. And they joined the muni selling spree with record bond deals. Actually, what they're talking about here is that there has been, let's see, the nation's capital plans to sell about a billion of bonds to refinance. Mind you, this is not new. This is refinance the debt they've already issued and pump some money into community revitalizations. It comes amid a flood of activity from municipalities that pushed the amount of bond sales this year up 20%. Okay, so yeah, I mean, cities, counties, they're taking advantage of these low interest rates, but what they're missing is that these bonds, at some point, you're not going to be able to roll it over, and especially when you look at the heavily indebted cities like we have. 
In addition, the District of Columbia, D.C., well, they used to actually trade at a premium, that's this black line, to AAA 10-year benchmark. But now they trade right with it. So you're not getting paid for the risk. Now, this is the piece that I was talking about that I find really, really interesting. I am intending to do a lot more research on this. I pulled up some government reports. I haven't had a chance to do that yet. But I wanted to bring this to your attention. Okay. You have two kinds of mortgages, recourse mortgages and non-recourse mortgages. In a recourse mortgage, let's say you take out a $300,000 mortgage and then you default on that and the bank takes your house back and they can only sell it for for $250,000. In a recourse mortgage, you would be responsible for that other $50,000 oh, so whoa. they can attach your paycheck or other assets, oh, etc. Oh, my God. With a non-recourse mortgage, then you walk away from the house and then they have to eat that other 50000 and as a loss. Well, in this court case, it's really interesting. City Mortgage had purchased a bunch of homes from Equity Bank, blah, blah, blah. And um, 12 out of 12 of those mortgages that are in dispute, six of them had already been foreclosed. So they went to court over this. Uh, the court ruled that they agreed with city let's see in a, in a disagreement the parties would settle or could write off the loans okay however there was reason to press on six of the 12 loans had been foreclosed and equity bank made the remarkable argument that foreclosure and resale meant that the mortgage loan no longer existed meaning that there was nothing to repurchase as they had promised they had a recourse uh they they had a recourse agreement with city mortgage okay the bank ruled in their favor and part of the ruling relied on the language of the contract but the court's interpretation of the language assumed that equity was right that foreclosure extinguished the loan in other words was non-recourse when these mortgages or this deal between uh equity and city were recourse City Mortgage has not explained what exactly equity was supposed to repurchase without evidence of what, if anything, remained of the underlying loans. So, in essence, what they actually then said, because this is going to be used as precedence, I'm sure they're going oh, to yeah. uh, go back into court, but basically this ruling establishes precedence for all mortgages to be non-recourse. Now think back to 2008 and all of those mortgage holders that defaulted on their loans and had their houses foreclosed, they walked away. And of course the banks were made more than whole and compensated, but basically the, uh, the homeowner was able to walk away. I gave you a list here so you can go into the blog and see it of all of the states that are non-recourse states, so they can't even write other kinds of mortgages in there. But that is a game changer, potentially. So we have to keep our eyes on that and see exactly what happens with it, and I will be doing a more thorough report on that in the future. Now, the reason why I'm bringing up WeWork in here is because they just posted their losses, and thank goodness. I mean, do you guys realize that if they had brought WeWork public, 
either in December or January or something or November that they probably would have had somewhere in the realm of a $48 billion valuation. But recently they actually were bailed out by SoftBank, who has a huge stake in them, to prevent them from going under. I don't know whether or not that's going to be true because their occupancy rates have dropped, their losses have grown, and they're sitting on less cash, even with that recent cash infusion. The reason why this matters so much is because WeWork has gone in and bought up commercial, you know, a tremendous amount of commercial real estate in different cities around the country. And so if they go under, there's going to be a lot of new commercial real estate that is coming onto the market. This is not a good thing. So it isn't just whether or not SoftBank has done it because WeWork on their own took out a tremendous amount of debt, as have SoftBank to fund a lot of their unicorns and their spending. So I think that this is a huge crack between what we just looked at and other things on what is actually happening in the real estate market, mm. including this headline, JP Morgan steps on Fetty and Franny turf because what they've come up with is a new product called a credit risk transfer. Last uh -huh. month, they became the first U.S. bank to issue credit risk transfer tied to pools of mortgages because CDOs and mortgage-backed securities and lots of other things were not enough. They have to leverage it even more. The bond-like instruments have been embraced by government-controlled mortgage guarantors Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac since their introduction in 2013. So it takes the place of those CDOs. Investors will shoulder losses up to a certain level if homeowners default on loans in the underlying pool of mortgages. In essence, J.P. Morgan has bought a type of insurance on loans it has already made to buy. So they never have to worry about anything. And the people have all the liability and we sit on our butts and we just act like we're just impotent. Borrowers with higher credit scores that in turn should allow it to hold less capital against those loans. Now, you know, here's the thing. When we go into a global slowdown, everybody's going to be impacted. So taking into consideration the recourse and non-recourse loans, I'm going to pull all of this together. Bear with me. I'll get that done as soon as I can. But it's... Right. Slow down in the, in the trend GDP growth. And we know globally that's going down. They uh, talk about the emergence of influential populist movements. And we're going to see that um, very shortly. Yeah, if we wake up. We're waiting until we feel the pain to deal with it. And I, I mean, hey. I don't want to waste our time with the Bidens, but... This might lead to something. Uh, I think she changed her name, this check, testing narrative anyway. Everyone, Melissa Anderson McGarity here. Okay. Going to do a short one. Okay. Red. I'm going to make this move while I can. I'm going to make this move. Come back around. Oh, my knee and my arm where that operates. This wasn't fucking me up like this. Could be old age too. You don't want to know. Look at them two jerks fucking around down there.
two more over here. What's wrong with people? People are gonna get worse as the holidays progress. They're gonna pull in there for the prison and get in the car. Where the fuck is 66 going? That ass, where uh, the fuck is he going? Couldn't let the lady go. <laughs>
who what? was the interior minister. So Kolmoyski, until 2012, owned Aerosvit Airlines, which used Bull as a hub, and Don Bassaro, which was based out of Donetsk Airport, Aerosvit leased all of its planes, including a boy, Boeing 767 from Boeing Capital. After filing for bankruptcy, this is what these people do all the time. This is what happened before that big fall back in the day when Obama was president and you have that big fall of some of the housing industry. When you started looking at some of those banks passing out some of those subprime loans, they would either bankrupt or go into reorganization and then reorganize under another name like Blackstone, you know? So all of that nonsense always going on. All they do is change names, reorganize, and they keep that money flowing where they need it to flow. So, um... Anyhow, there's more about that, you know, airports, secure airport facilities in Europe and around the world because Kolomoisky has all of these contacts all over the world. Kolomoisky's forces are armed with advanced weaponry obtained both from Ukrainian weapons, inventories, and from purchases on the black market. And you guys know, especially if you've poked around over there on the dark web, they sell everything over there, right? I mean, we're talking everything, and it's awful. It's a, it, it's hideous. All right. Already been 15 minutes. Look how fast it goes. It's like it goes like that. Okay, so very quickly, I'm going to, like, flood through these. So this goes over in bits and pieces, which, you know, is going to be more interesting than for them, as you know. Um, 16 acres encodes a six and the one is the one symbolism everything's supposed to be headed towards one world government one be system one feed the eye you know the eye of Horus. everything one everything one god you are a god but so is the whole hive mind one um you know condense everything into one that's why obey your government obey don't think outside of the box listen to what's being pumped on the television all right i won't go on anymore it gets into some of the numbers for i find foundations interesting and, and you know why uh for one it's a foundation all right her voice gets me but we we need to just take it down after that. But she did a good job giving the news and everything. We'll go back in. We'll soften it up. Hey, what's up, YouTube? Can't be here. And uh, this is going to be Tiffany Haddish. So um, I think we all know her as a, a very well-known comedian right now. Um, but so my, I was going to address a couple things really quick. I know I haven't posted um, like in a day or two or whatever, but I've been really busy. Um, okay, we have um, things that you want to sell, like a, like we could all. This is uh, this one's crazy because they did not change the nose at all, and the eyes are a dead giveaway. Wait, wait, what? They're saying fuck you to the system. So, I think I think that's where I want to take it. Hopefully, but um, and then what was the other thing I forgot? But yeah, Tiffany Haddish. Um, so. <laughs> This is uh, this one's crazy because they did not change the nose at all, and the eyes are a dead giveaway on her. But they didn't even come close to changing this nose. Look at this, you guys. That's Tiffany Haddish still right here. So right? who is it? Look at that nose. 
This is Sun, uh, Sunny Anderson. She's a That's chef a on man. the Food Network. Oh. Right. Do you see that? My goodness. Okay. That's crazy. So who's playing who? So, yeah. T uh, Tiffany Haddish is definitely playing the role of uh, Sunny Anderson. And I never even knew who this was. But look at this, you guys. Look how fake she looks. Look at that. <laughs> it's like she's on the, uh, That's why she was the in the clubs, movie like The Kitchen. The Kitchen. <laughs> that is unreal, literally. I really get enjoyment out of watching this show. I'd never even know who these people were if it wasn't for him. Oh my God. No. I'm sorry. Um, let's find it. I had something interesting and they suddenly put somebody else. They put somebody else in. Uh, okay, I'm going to find it. I really am. As soon as I find something. Oh, here it is. Hey, everybody. JJ here. BX4, thank you for joining in today. Today we're going to talk about the Hollywood recession, or some people call it the entertainment recession. Now we're going to take a look at some numbers out of the entertainment industry. We're also going to look into sports. That's one of the bigger entertainment expenditures for most U.S. households is a sports consumption and game. Now I first started researching this out of this Hollywood Reporter article. And this article goes to break down how Hollywood job losses have widened, even though overall unemployment has dropped or employment growing with, with the biggest number of Americans employed breaking records. Now, unfortunately, as we've talked about many times, a lot of these jobs are not very high paying jobs. We have mostly service sector jobs here in this country. And we're also seeing a lot of gig economy jobs that don't offer people, in many cases, don't offer health care or benefits. And we're seeing medical costs really eat up people, and it continues to be the number one cause of bankruptcy. But yes, even as unemployment is dropping, unemployment is increasing, and jobs are being slashed from entertainment fields. As of the end of October, nearly 152 million Americans were working, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. But the entertainment and media sectors are not showing the good times, what? as we're seeing big layoffs start to occur. Now, the hardest hit industries are the recording and the film industry. So we have music wow. and, of course, movie production and film where jobs are off 4% year over year. So a year over year decline indicating this is not just something that is a seasonal drop. So a good example would be the fact that Disney, they had been hiring and had been in the hiring mode and growth in their employment uh, for many years. Now, closing fiscal year 2018 was 201,000 employees. And that was up from 199,000 employees just one year prior. But this year, ever since March, it actually lost 400 jobs. And some insiders are now predicting there's going to be 3,000 additional layoffs. Now, throughout the entertainment industry, there continues to be acquisitions and mergers and cuts uh, and hiring in different areas. But overall, when you look at the big picture, there is a declining trend or a downward trend in the industry. Here's a nice chart that lays this out pretty well. We see the total number of U.S. employees here on the left, 2018 and 2019, has increased by about 2 million. 
But we go over here, we see the motion picture and sound recording from 441,000 down to 423,000, 2018 to 2019. We see broadcasting, not counting internet, so excluding internet, from 270,000 down to 268,000. So a drop from 2018 to 2019 in the middle of what's supposed to be the greatest economy of all time. Right, so a couple things could be happening here, and probably a combination of both of these. One is consumers are starting to pull back on their spending, and we did see that in the most recent GDP forecast. You know, unless we have some sort of record-breaking, surprising holiday spending season, GDP for the fourth quarter is looking to be taking a big hit here in the U.S. So yes, it looks like consumers are pulling back on the spending, but the people that are not consuming as much entertainment as they used to, or as much costly entertainment, I should say, you know, that's a part of it, but we also see declining trends in other areas, and again, we're going to talk about the declining sports attendance here in a little bit, but first, let's go over to this article here, this was put out by creditloan.com, and of course, we're going to link to all these articles, just look down in description for the link to our homepage, it's going to have all the articles, and it'll be in the pinned comment. Okay, so here's a snapshot, this is a nice chart put out here in this article, and this is according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. And we see all the different expenditures. This is the average uh, for a household. Of course, some are going to be higher. Some are going to be lower when you're looking at an average. But we do see entertainment over here, and it's about roughly 5% on average. But when you compare it to some of these other categories, we see that it's pretty big. For example, apparel and clothing, 3.1%. Education, 2.3%. Personal care and products, 1.2%. Alcoholic beverages, only 0.8%. Free, unless you want to count the cost of having internet. But of course, you can watch it on your phone. Or maybe you're hijacking your All right, so he's talking about the sports. sector, followed by broadcasting, publishing, and performing arts. On their own, the movie and video industries contributed to $47 billion in value added to the economy in 2011. Now they say value added. I put that in quotes because if you look at all spending as an investment, and I'll give you my view on investment, I think everything is an investment if you have an investor mindset. Time is an investment, uh, energy is an investment, uh, being that time is money and so forth. You know, I think entertainment is a pretty bad investment as far as what you get in return uh, for what you spend. That's just my opinion. Some people you know, live for uh, movies and music, and I do love mu movies and music. I just went to a concert, well, it's been, I guess, a few months now, but I went to a concert this year and spent like $20, and it was a, a metal band that probably most of you have never heard. As far as music goes, you have a lot of people just getting music for free. They are streaming music more, right, not paying for it. Many people just watching it here on YouTube. And a lot of that does not trickle down back to the artist because of the way the industry works and how much these record labels are taking based on the contracts they've signed with the artist. Mm. Okay, let's wrap it up here with baseball attendance. So this is another Forbes article just came out earlier last Take month in October. From terrible teams to rising costs, why Major League Baseball attendance is down seven over 7% 7 since 2015. Right, so it could be another case where people are choosing to just watch at home, and we'll continue to see this as the consumer gets up don't want to go or at our home page. Of I'm course, we'll continue to keep one. an eye on this entertainment.
Give and the key with another bam. Bam! Now we go take another look into the so-called <laughs> Popeye's chicken sandwich that's back on the market. And I told you already, the mm -hmm. only reason why they tell you run out because they want the masses to be interested in it. And Wait, a lot of people out? Oh, no. When are they going to have it again? Oh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, okay. The so-called fried chicken sandwich. You just dumb as a box of rocks. It's all put on by the fucking puppets. You believe that it's good? Why they suddenly pushing chicken? It may, I ate some chicken, and I have not wanted to eat chicken, but I ate it anyway. And now I'm hoping that wasn't a mistake. Dumb on, people. It's not By now. There you go right there with your so-called chicken on? sandwich that everybody running down, making commercial, so they could trick the dumb people. With just a little pickle on it and a mayonnaise. Bun on the fake meat right there, you understand? It is. It's not real chicken, it's made in a lab. What is and it? And that's why they push it on the dumb masses. You sure you've heard of it. This is the Popeye's chicken sandwich. You got all these sodomites right here putting it on. You never understand. It's puppet and they're putting on the devil food right there, which is. But they can afford so much money, why rice. would they eat Wait chicken sandwich? The sandwich was completely sold out. Why why would they buy that's all paid? To push the Popeye's fake chicken sandwich. Everyone wanted to uh, try the sandwich. Mm -hmm. They wanted to express their opinion. What the hell is in it? What is in it that they want people to eat it? 100% in their food. I think in this masses. case, um, it what met or exceeded people's expectations. Which were Somebody should like take one to a lab and be like, what, like, seriously, what's in it? But if their suppliers were capacity constrained, mm -hmm. um, they should have had a backup plan in case they exceeded expectations. Bullshit. Literally right now, the, the chicken... Oh, you run out of the chicken sandwich in two weeks, and you plan to keep it on the fucking menu forever. How the Sorry fuck you the run dry, out in two bombs. weeks? That's dumb shit. It was literally the chicken sandwich. All right, we know Again, it's bogus. Bam. I had to address this issue with the hymen. Oh, what is going on? Now, we're going to talk about this so-called T.I. right here. <laughs> So-called on a podcast talking about his daughter, he take her to the gynecologist. <laughs> we go get into that and break it down. And I'm pretty sure that the daughter ain't right here. You understand? It's nothing but bullshit for the masses. And take a look at the so-called son holding the devil horns right there on the hand sign. And don't worry about this, this sodomite that they have in the corner called Tiny Iris. That's a man in a... Okay, I tried on Twitter yesterday. As he was here... I just want to know why he's... Up in his daughter's business. The ton of backlash, rightfully so, over what he said on the podcast, Ladies Like Us, he revealed. Ladies Like Us, you hear that? T.I. got up on the so-called podcast <laughs> called Women Like Us or Females Like Us is the same fucking shit. Oh, oh God, oh, God. Age yes. 18, just graduated high school now, and she's uh, attending her first year of college, oh. figuring it out for herself. Oh. Uh, and... Yes. Not only have we had a I gotta stay on top of who's on top. I gotta stay on top of who's on top of my daughter. Have yearly trips to the okay, so America, I have to talk to you again because it's the only way to keep certain people accountable. So uh now AOL is in on it where this is an email account that I've had for the longest time. I just accessed it as little as a week ago and I just tried to sign in and they said uh, we deactivated it due, due to inactivity. 
I had this website uh, installed and I was using it like a week ago. And um, this is this is this is who these people are. This is what they're doing. Um, they can control. Um, they can control your email accounts. So if you're trusting uh, major corporations, don't do it. Um, so once again, AOL just closed. Uh, I think I've had it for two decades, maybe. Um, and I used it as recently as last week, I believe. And they allowed this third party who is Jason Mraz, who is upset because I'm not going to date him and he's mentally unstable. He, he was allowed the privilege of just saying, well, you know, F her. F her professional email, meaning this is the main email before, uh, you know, I did the Kyla Powers thing. This is the main email that I had. People that I've known for years, um, cannot reach me. And so part of his whole effort to make people think that I was isolated, that I don't have friends, family, that no one's trying to contact me, that no one's trying to look for me for work. This, this is outrageous. This is, this is, this is a man. This is a white man. I hate to say this because I know it plays into their sick, racist, misogynist, uh, game that they're playing right now where it's like they, they, they create fake issues so that you, if it really happens, you can't say anything about it. So he's really doing this. He's a celebrity. Once again, he's not a human being. He is the housing for some kind of fallen angel entity. And um, he will not let go I don't know why he wants to have some kind of uh, earth experience because the part of him that's human is still in love with me. Okay, that's fine. But then that other part of you, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to know that. And, you know, you missed out on it in the past. You gonna have to keep missing out on it because it's not going to happen. And you being more cruel on top of that, trying to mess with my email or whatever it is that you're trying to do is so pathetic. Um, it's just, it's not going to get you anywhere because I'm never going back to you ever. A cold day in hell, never, never understand it. Read my lips if you're watching right now. Um, and your cruelty uh, toward insensitivity toward my dad, you can freaking forget it. I went in, this is, this is for me to tell America something, to an American cancer, uh, what do you call it? I went into my dad's room and a commercial came on TV and it was something like give money to American Cancer uh, Society, is that it? I don't know the exact name, I think that's the name of it. And on the commercial, you can see the girl that's actually reciting. I don't know if she really, she doesn't look like she's, I don't think she's a real cancer patient. Anyway, she's saying, oh, give us money. And yet she looks like it's with total malice and hate in her eyes. And then on the bottom of the screen, American cancer, blah, blah, blah. It says attacking from all sides. 
They're trying to kill Americans. If anybody, anybody is getting any kind of cancer diagnosis, I don't give a shit if they said you're going to die tomorrow. Don't, don't go to these doctors. Just be like, well, you know what? It's the end of earth. Fuck it. All right. We'll just let, let, let natural, whatever it is, take you out. Do not do chemo. They're literally trying to build the system for this money that they can print. I don't know what they're doing, but I've had enough of this guy. And um, if they do some shit, I'm going to talk about it. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it to everybody. So if everybody's quiet and nobody says anything, then it's going to happen. But if everybody stops and says, what the hell are you doing? We're not going for this. That's the only chance that we have. So... Once again, um, nobody's interfering with your emails now. I'm sure they could do it any moment in time. And that is very important for careers because people can't reach you. You know, they totally can do this. I'm trying to wake y'all up that they can totally do this. I don't want to hear it from anybody's mouth that I need to work hard that I need to do this, that I need... First of all, my work has been the backbone of the entertainment industry. The whole time that they were slandering me and telling people I was a piece of shit, they were stealing. I was funding. My ideas were the foundation for almost everything, for for definitely the hits that were on reality television, from So You Think You Can Dance to American Idol and more. All of those shows, um, all of them, all of them, all of them came from me trying to figure out a way um, when television was dying. I was like, oh, how could you reinvigorate it? I was talking to my mom. They overheard that. Movies, not just for Eddie Murphy. I literally just remembered the other day when she and I had a discussion and I, I was saying to her, you know, these projects that they're having for actors is not fulfilling them artistically. And I have been I have been a student of film way before I even wanted to be a director. I've just always been into like visual stuff and I've watched like like just movies forever. And um I remember having a discussion with her about doing Chaplin and that Robert Downey Jr. should do it. And lo and behold, he actually did it. And I, I, it didn't even dawn on me. I like literally the memories of our discussions, like, um, midnight at the museum. All of these were my ideas that I brainstormed to my mom. And I was talking to her about, you know, well, you know, obviously, there's some kind of sexual thing going on with singing. I thought it was just limited to music. That's what I thought. I I didn't know. How would I know anything? So I was like, well, shit, I could do like a gazillion things. And I was like, I could totally work for different stars or different people, you know, writing scripts and doing all different kinds of things. And I was like, well, we know somebody, like we knew somebody that knew Eddie Murphy, Halle Berry, a couple of different people. And I was like, well, what I'll do is I'll create, um, you know, just some treatments that are just out of the ballpark, fucking amazing. And once they hear that, they're going to be like, this chick can come up with stuff like this. 
And I gave that those ideas to certain people that were saying, oh, yeah, oh, oh, you're my goddaughter and blah, 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 blah. And so we know this person took this stuff to Eddie Murphy and neglected to tell him that the ideas came from me and she got paid for it. And she actually divorced my godfather with the money that she made, never offered me a dime, never told us uh, that she sold, sold my treatments to him. Okay, so now that we know that even beyond that, um, they were listening and they were stealing other ideas, like definitely I was pushing for the comic book movies decades ago, and they were listening. Um, Anne Chaplin, all of this that has generated so much money, whatever the hell they're doing now that's failing, that's on them. But I came up with billion dollar billion dollar generating stuff while they were lying on me and telling people, oh, she didn't do this. Oh, she didn't do that. There's a reason I didn't do that because I knew they were stealing. I didn't know how. I never dreamed in a million years that they had surveillance uh, stuff in my, I, I never thought that anybody would sneak into your house and do stuff like this. You know, I just never, I was like, who does this? And now that I figured it out, I mean, I literally now have to go through each and every concept, every idea, every design, every single thing that they stole and add it up. But it is in the billions of dollars, all from me as a human being. Am I bragging? No, I'm not bragging. I am not bragging. Please stop with the dumb shit. I'm trying to let you know that they have no integrity. This is, this is operating without integrity. So while they're telling you, ooh, ooh, kill them with kindness and just, just keep your, all the pastors, just keep your head down and just be nice and eventually blah, 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 blah. So if I didn't have the eloquence and the ability to fight the way that I do, Nothing would have ever happened. They weren't ever going to do anything had I not been able to address it to the public and prove my case. They would have, they knew they were stealing. In almost a handful, of, more than a handful of songs that he ghost wrote, he literally said, I'm taking all that I can from you. I'm trying to suppress you. I'm trying to, you know, do blah, 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 blah. They should have sent those planes to North Carolina like that one up there. Wow. I'd have sent them up to that other airport. They got much traffic now as Newark has. Huh. And not only that, there's 39 other airports in New Jersey. Nobody don't know nothing about it. I didn't know nothing about it. I know. All y'all know about is Newark. You might have heard of LaGuardia and Kennedy. Uh, oh, you yeah. don't know nothing about all these fucking airports. Know. Did you say you needed flour? We don't need no eggnog. We got apple cider, right? Yeah, brown we sugar. We got flour. We need the brown sugar, the greens, the rabini. We got baking soda. Brown. I don't know if it is, is, is baking powder. Is it a feat by now? Cause it's out of use. <sighs> oh. Go get the shit, please. 